guys, what's going on? Uh, welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I am here uh, talking about a whole lot of really interesting stuff with some really interesting people. Now, uh, before we get started, uh, I want to remind you that on this platform, we are B1. B1 means that we are black first. Black first means that we put our community at the top of the priority list. Uh, B1 means we solve our problems and we don't we ain't waiting for Superman. B1 means we come up with our own solutions. B1 means that we understand we must be one in order to be successful. If you agree with that philosophy, put a hashtag B and the number one in the chat. Hashtag B1. No space in between. B1 is the calling card. Use B1 when you tweet. Use B1 on Facebook. Use B1 all over the place because that is uh, that is how we can connect. And if you type use the hashtag B1, I'll join you in some conversations, maybe share some of the imagery you want to share, etc. So anyway, without further ado, I want to ask everybody a question as you hit the thumbs up button. Uh, how many of you watched the BET Awards or any piece of it uh, last or the BET? I think I guess it's the BET Awards. That's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, how many of y'all watched any piece of the BET Awards last night? Give me a yes or no in the chat if you watched it or maybe you just sort of checked on it a little bit or maybe bounced out. Uh, you know, I don't think the BET Awards are all bad. I just think that uh, it's a great opportunity to critique the culture. All right. So I see a lot of nopes and I see a lot of some yeses. I want to do a survey at some point and ask how many black people actually watch BET because I have a lot of folks that don't even watch it anymore. But um, I'm going to quit talking and I'm going to introduce my guests uh, who have a lot that they want to say about not just the BET Awards, but really about the cultural influence uh, that we're seeing, you know, through some of these award shows, through hip hop as a collective and things like that. And uh, my first guest is uh, the one and only Madam President, who is uh, just a super fly, super cool. She's a spoken word artist. She's an entrepreneur. Uh, her company is called The Freedom Company, uh, which is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, she has worked with uh, the likes of Tyler Perry. She's worked at uh, she's worked with Ava DuVernay's people. She has worked uh, with uh, Lee Daniels people. She has worked with a lot of great people in the Hollywood space. So I want to say hello, Madam President. How are you doing today? What's up, Dr. Watkins? How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah, Madam President. Y'all seen her here before. Uh, she, she, she's one of the best. And um, and also my homeboy, T. Kalik, uh, who's probably the, the, the most fearless black man anywhere. Uh, very logical commentary, always uh, says what needs to be said. And uh, you know, I'll tell you what, if I could design black male leadership of the future, I would pick a guy like T. So how you doing today, brother? Oh, man. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent, man. Excellent. And thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Well, I'm glad to have you. Glad to have you. So let's jump right into it. So uh, did y'all, did either one of y'all get any chance to watch any piece of the BET Awards at all? I did. I got a chance to, um, you know, do a recap. You know, I didn't get a chance to watch it during the same time as everybody, you know, for the actual moment. But I went on today and saw the highlights and the recap of everything as, you know, the conversation began. OK. T, did you watch any of it at all? Or, or, or yeah, you... I watched some snippets, uh, but I, I you know, I kind of stopped watching award shows altogether because they, you know, it just seems like narratives are being pushed. And you know, I, I don't like being told how to think. So it's just more of. Just, just caught the snippets. Okay, so uh, let, let's 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 talk about that then. I'm, I'm gonna go back to you then, T. Well, you talked about narratives being pushed. Um, first of all, everybody in here, do you agree? Do you think that these shows are just about you know awards and entertainment, or do you think that there's always typically a political agenda? Um, T, what do you think, man? Uh, when you talk about narratives being pushed, uh, what what do you think? Uh, what does that mean to you? Yeah, you know, to me, it, it, especially when it comes to Black people, I feel like um, our issues is always being tied with LGBT issues or, you know, um, Democrat Party issues like illegal immigration. And, you know, we're always speaking in, you know, we must do everything for the minorities or we must do everything for the LGBT issues, which always leave Black issues on the bottom because we're never prioritizing our issues. So I'm not shocked when I saw Little Nas X come out and do what he did. In fact, that's expected. I, I expected to see that because we have to understand <laughs> the black male, especially the black male image, we're not supposed to see be seen as some strong masculine men conquering. We 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 weren't designed. I mean, we we're not supposed to be seen that way. And there's a reason why BET was sold. There, there's a reason why white people wanted to buy BET. They don't want black people controlling their image, ever. This is why all most of the black media 
outside of yours, which is one of the rare ones, are controlled by white people. Because our image is not supposed to be controlled. We are supposed to be seen as buffoons. We're supposed to be seen as always playing around. We are, always, we are supposed to be portrayed as dysfunctional. Because when you are dysfunctional, you can be easily controlled. And I was listening to your uh, episode earlier. Then you can have a savior come in and act like they understand your problems and save you. So that's how I view this. Okay. All right. So, Madam President, um, you know, I know that you are familiar with the entertainment space and you've seen it on the inside and the outside. Uh, you can under, you can appreciate the good and the bad of it all. Um, you know, what, what, do you, what do you think about that? I mean, do you think that there is a problem with the fact that black people can't control our own image? And if so, why? Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's the issue that I'm having. White supremacy is in full effect. Okay. The BET awards are basically, it's this big old picture that we're missing. We're we're going around acting as if that we are in control of the culture. When our our culture is completely opposite of the thing that we're marching for. So we need to really ask ourselves, how are we you know, what are we doing for the culture? So when you look at Cardi B and you look at Megan Thee Stallion, which I want to say respectfully that I don't hate my sisters. There is no form of hate in my heart and in my mind toward black women. But I do hate white supremacy. I hate the ideology that you have to be new to um, exude some kind of respect. In fact, that's completely false. So while you on stage and you shaking booty and you showing boobs, and then you're talking about how black men ain't this and black men ain't that, and then you got boyfriends and husbands, that's completely chaotic. You know, the culture is exuding this whole, I don't care, I don't give a damn, F everybody. When in fact you do care, you do want love, and you do want a relationship that's healthy. We have to understand that the picture is just so much bigger than the screen. So I just really believe that if we were controlling the culture, there would be more images than what we are currently seeing. If we were in control of the culture, there would be more artists than what we're currently seeing. There are other African-American folks that Black women and Black men artists, besides Kendrick Lamar, besides um, J. Cole, that has a level of consciousness, but they wouldn't dare get a $2 million budget. They wouldn't dare get a $3 million budget. And guess what? It is black people's fault. Black mm. people's fault, not white people's. Mm, I agree. Yeah. I totally okay, agree. so so uh, T says he agrees. So I'm gonna let T just kind of piggyback on what you just said. I mean that that was that was well stated when you talk about the culture, uh, T. You know, um, I see, I have ref- I heard several times reference in the BT Awards when Alicia and I were watching a little bit of it. Uh, we we didn't we couldn't you know Lil Nas X and and some of the or Cardi B and all that we I didn't really even want to watch that because I didn't feel like raising my blood pressure but uh, but I did watch enough to be able to appreciate it right I saw uh, DJ Cassidy did a real good real cool thing where he brought in these you know these artists that were doing different renditions you see young people showing talent but they I remember seeing them reference the culture we're doing it for the culture you know for the culture right uh, and then I was thinking well who's deciding what the culture is going to be. Because BET is not a black owned company. We know this, right? So do you think that there's a danger in this idea that a white owned company gets to decide what the culture is going to look like? That's very dangerous. And this is something that is not talked about in black circles in the black mainstream media, which is frustrating because you can even look at that um, Fox Soul, I I believe. How, How is it that Farrakhan is not invited to that network? That is supposed to be a black network. So how is it that black people are being told which black people can be invited onto your platform? It's just that deception right there that black people have got to see through and have got to stop falling for the entertainment. Um, it's the same thing, you know, when I look at Kamala Harris meeting with little baby of all people to talk about black issues. These insults need to be called out by black people. The fact that we sit there and allow these people to put our entertainers who know nothing about politics, you know, who really don't even talk about black issues to the forefront to represent that is a disrespect to our entire race. But if like I'm a I'm agree with the Madam President, if black people say nothing about it, 
And we just snapping our hands and we just dancing. And we're like, oh my God, T is talking to T.I. Kamala's talking to T.I. Or, or just some insignificant rapper. And we don't say nothing about it. They're going to keep doing this like this. So I, I really, I, I am kind of understanding where I am kind of putting the ball in black people's court. How much of this disrespect are you going to take of your culture? Is is your culture just a game? Just just something where you can experiment with, oh, let's just throw these issues at them and that issue and let's just see how they react. Are you going to have any respect to, 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 to say, no, this doesn't represent us and we're tired of other cultures, other, other racial groups telling us how we should act or how we should present ourselves? Mm. Well, you know, it, it is interesting. And by the way, everybody, I'm talking to Madam President and T. Kalik, and we're talking about uh, not just the BT Awards and some of the people that were there, whether it was uh, Cardi B, Lil Nas X, the Migos, et cetera, but also uh, black culture. You know, is is all this stuff, you know, is, is it helping our culture or hurting our culture? Are we is it helping us move forward or is it keeping us still and moving backward? And so everybody who's watching, if you could, please hit the thumbs up button, share button, subscribe button, subscribe right now. Hit that button and then put a B1 in the chat to let us know that you did that. Because uh, we need y'all's help. We need, we, you know, we're, we're competing with other forms of media and we need black folks to stand up. So, Madam President, uh, you know, T made a lot of good points. Now, I'm going to show you a picture uh, right here uh, that references what T talked about. Now, that's the rapper Lil Baby. I think it's Lil Baby, right? And, uh, and, I, and I think it's a whole nother conversation when you talk about how many rappers we have with, use, for some reason, using the word baby or Lil you know, things like that. Like, like there are people that actually even talk about that in terms of that being a, um, an anti-masculinity move that basically the goal is to keep the black man as a little baby. Um, and in fact, actually I showed a picture earlier with the Migos who also performed at the BET awards and they did a, a Sprite commercial. And I remember uh, seeing the Sprite commercial, which I've had a problem with. I'm happy, you know, for, for anybody that's getting money, but let me show you guys uh, the image. Let's, I want you to keep that word baby in mind. Baby meaning child. And these are grown ass men. Now, let me show you this. Let me show you all this picture. Uh, this is a theme here. Uh, you, you, what, what are they on? They're on tricycles. Now, now I want to ask you all a question. And Madam President, I want you to comment on what I just said. Why the hell is a grown ass man riding a damn tricycle? Mm. You know, it, I don't know about y'all out here, but how many of y'all would be embarrassed as hell to see your daddy? Think about your daddy. You know, your grandfather, your uncle, you know, whatever, like on a damn tricycle. He damn near 30 years old like that. There's something about that. There's something to that when they talk about the anti-masculinity movement when it comes to black men in terms of always portraying us as little girls or little boys or children and nothing to be taken seriously. Like a black man who's a comedian will go to the top. A black man who's serious, like a T. Kalik, T. ain't never going to get no job doing nothing on nobody's white, no white man's network because T's a man. Right. But if T was a little boy or a little clown, he would be accepted. What do you think about that, Madam President? What do you think about what I just said? Also, too, Dr. Boyce, T can't be easily controlled. Also, something that's very important is T has critical thinking skills. There's something that I want a lot of intelligent black people to keep in mind is the people that are intelligent, they're just too damn quiet. The people that are ignorant are so loud. And a lot of the, sometimes what intelligent people are doing, they're straddling the fence. They're on every side. And that's what's so problematic. That's why Joe Biden and Kamala Harris met with Lil Baby before they met with the philosopher, before they met with the educated person that actually studied urban planning and urban communities and have put this under their belt because nobody wants to take somebody serious that um, takes themselves seriously. We are a community that play a lot. We've been playing since the beginning of time. What's so crazy is Harriet Tubman used to show up on a plantation with a gun. She wasn't showing up on a plantation with a gun because she was like um, trying to make sure that, you know, you be ready. She was showing on the plantation with a gun because she was saying, I'm going to kill you before you get me killed. I'm not playing with you. I said it is time to go. So when you have a people that's been enslaved mentally for so long, they don't have a, they don't think for themselves very well. 
And when I see Lil Nas X, to, to be very honest with you, Dr. Boyce and T, when I see Lil Nas X, I don't even think that he decided to wear that. I never followed Lil Nas X because he's just not my ex. You know, he's not the kind of person that I listen to. You know, the radio that was on the song, it was, uh, I mean, the song that was on the radio, that was a thing. But the reality is, I don't think Lil Nas X six years ago was saying, this is what I want to wear. I think that because there's so little control over self, so so little self-thinking that he's like, okay, whatever they decide to dress me in, I'll wear it. Now, if he decided to wear that on his own, to each his own. I don't, I don't have no problem with gay black men. That's the thing. But I have a problem with men who think they can have men, women, and children, and all of those things that are completely just irrational and ignorant. So also, I just want to say this before you move on. BET has a habit of like constantly promoting sex, right? So they're promoting this sex. Everything is just sexually influenced, nudity all over the TV. And then when it goes off, they're promoting HIV and AIDS pills. So it's like, what? when are you be going to be accountable and see the self-destructive behavior that they're also presenting to you? So they're presenting to you the, the, the stuff to keep you high, to keep you drunk. Then the judge is also committed to their own culture. The white judge, when he says, oh yeah, you was driving drunk, I'm gonna give you 20 years, you're gonna lose your job and lose your house, then that's their culture. How are we gonna counter-react to a culture that we're constantly inclusive in? Mm, wow, well, you know, that's that's a heavy point you made. Um, I'm gonna tell you, uh, you, you got me over here clapping. I mean, I don't know, y'all, please t- you know, let these intelligent black people know how important this me- what what their share really is. Uh, you know, you, you got to applaud these young people because I, I love what you and uh, T and Madam President. I love what y'all are saying because, <clears throat> you know, um, one of the things that's funny. Uh, this goes back to capitalism, so we're not even making this a, a purely BET thing. But one of the funny things about capitalism is that it, it, it when it when it's at its worst. Uh, I'm not totally anti-capitalism uh, or totally pro, but when capitalism is at its worst. It, be, it, it makes itself into its own superhero. And what do I mean by that? Well, there, there can be a whole industry built around the idea of presenting yourself as Captain Sabahoe, right? Mm-hmm. It, it meaning that, that the way I make myself look like the hero is I create a problem and then I solve it. Like, uh, like somebody that uh, if I want to sell extermination services to you and get you to let me come in your house and exterminate the roaches, then you might have to watch because I might be the guy that puts a bunch of roaches in your house so that then you call me for help and I come by and I say, pay me money and I'll exterminate your roaches. Well, if you go into a lot of uh, grocery stores, for example, they will sell you sugary, fatty food in the front of the store that will give you diabetes, but then sell you diabetes medication in the back. So they're making money on the front end and the back end. Right? Uh, there's a documentary called Poverty Inc. that talks about how all the charities designed to get African countries out of poverty actually keep them in poverty because there's a whole industry in keeping them in poverty. Because if they all get out of poverty, then the problem will be solved and they won't have a job anymore. Right. Uh, and so so effectively, what we got to look out for as black people is the fact that there are people who have a vested interest in keeping us exactly right where we are. Right. Let, let's keep them high. Let's keep them drunk. Let's keep them ignorant. Let's keep them making terrible decisions. Let's keep them killing each other. And then what we do is we say, hey, we have a politician that if you vote for this politician, they're going to solve that problem for you. But they never actually solve it. So it seems like we're kind of being put on like hamsters on a cage and being pushed into the okie doke. So, T, what what do you think about that in terms of uh, of how these narratives are used to kind of keep us in the cage so they can pretend to be our liberators? What do you think? Yeah, you know, it's, it's 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 always you see what we're not used to as black people is, you know, controlling the media. Because if you think about it, um, you know, prior to social media, I don't believe there was really a black mainstream media. You know, with the introduction of social media, to me, this is the first time where I'm seeing critical black issues being talked about, like hearing voices like Madam Presidents or yours, that was unheard of before social media. Before social media, it was either getting the white man's praise or me feeling like I'm nothing compared to white people. So 
this is new. So black people, we have that we have to understand propaganda. We're we are living in the United States. This is this is what we don't understand. The United States is instrumental in starting foreign wars across, you know, overseas, especially in the Middle East or what's going on with Ukraine and Russia. We have the CIA infiltrating their media, infiltrating politicians to start foreign wars, the color revolutions, the Arab Springs. Why do we believe that cannot happen here at home? If the same intelligence is used overseas, of course the same intelligence is going to be used on the American people. Just think about the CIA. Dr. Boyce, did y'all see that commercial where they had, it was a woke CIA campaign where they had a Latino lady talk about how she's a single mom and she's a woman and ain't nobody going to tell her nothing. But she's working for the CIA, the most corrupt institution that is overthrowing other countries and doing all types of chaos. But she's coming because I'm a Latino woman and I'm woke. That means you should overlook this and support it. And it was the same way with the um, I don't I don't know if y'all saw that. But there was another one where um, Joe Biden's general, one of his generals, I forget his name, but he's talking about white supremacy and what's wrong with white rage. But once again, you're still interfering in foreign countries. So you need to talk about that. But what that just shows is that all oh, this is just a smokescreen. This is just a mask. This is propaganda to get the population to think a certain way on a basic level while greater narratives and agendas is pushed. And black people have got to start seeing past this. Mm. Okay, so you, you're talking about um, propaganda, which I, I think is a very powerful term and, and quite accurate in terms of what we're seeing. And uh, and by the way, everybody, I'm talking to Madam President uh, and T. Kalik, and I hope that you will go and follow them on social media. Uh, their information, uh, I can I can put make sure that's put on the screen underneath their name. You should definitely follow them because they have a lot of really smart things to say. Uh, T does a lot on Facebook. Madam President's right there on Instagram and, and Twitter and everything else. And uh, of course, uh, you guys know you can subscribe uh, on this platform. My Instagram is right there, the Real Boys Watkins. So uh, we we want your support because we need to bring the intelligent black people together. I saw a lady in Vegas who said. Uh, she was a doctor and she said, uh, thank God that we're trying to bring intelligent black people together because we got to speak up on some of the ignorance that's happening and how it's killing black people. Now, this was a doctor who uh, I think she worked in, in the education field, but also she sees a lot of the chaos. She sees the results of this bad culture and the toxicity that gets mass promoted. And so, Madam President, uh, I know you are also um, an educator. If I'm not mistaken, you have a master's in education or something like that, or a bachelor's? No, just a bachelor's. <laughs> okay, well, that's okay. Ain't no, ain't no sense thing. Just a bachelor's. We all in education until I come to the terms that they ain't making no money, Dr. Bo- Dr. Boyce. <laughs> I'm hey, like, I'm done with that idea. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, yeah, teachers should make a million dollars a year, but they don't, but that's okay. You became I a agree. But you became an entrepreneur and you're very successful. And so um, just, you know, as an educator in terms of, you know, seeing what's out here, you know, seeing what the culture is saying to our children, uh, you know, what is it that a a child? I I can't even think of anything that a child can really see from a lot of these artists that's going to help them to have a life that's empowered on any level. Um, Like, you know, what do you think? I'm so glad that you asked this question because I was actually thinking about children. And I was thinking about, you know, Malcolm X says that the woman is the first teacher of the child. So the behavior of a woman is very, very, it's powerful. It's magnified. But we just living in a culture where everything's supposed to go. But we haven't even got intact how we feel about ourselves. We haven't even gotten intact how we could stop, you know, black men from getting highly incarcerated on a higher level than white men. We haven't even gotten so many things intact. But I want to say that um children are so important but the mothers are agreeing to the world that not even the children's will be able to excel in if a woman is just so automatically okay with how the world is going without any objection then she's setting up a world for her own child and so are men when you are a woman and you have a bad attitude toward the father and you won't let the child see the father then that's problematic when you listen to the hip-hop culture and they're saying oh bitch ain't this i'm sorry b ain't this and that and ho and this that's completely counterproductive to black empowerment. I 
cannot empower you if I also demean you, diminish you. If I put you down, how can I empower you? If I go around, have you thinking that you a slut, how you going to be a queen at the same time? How you going to defeat white supremacy? Uh-oh. Oh, did she freeze? I think she froze. Oh man, she froze. She's intimidating for real. Oh, I'm, just oh, I'm so sorry. Madam President, you you froze for one second. I'm so I, sorry. I, I think, I think you you set off their radar, and they said we don't want no women. We don't want Can no black women out here talking like that. That's gonna disrupt the agenda. Hey, Madam President, it looks like you're freezing in and out a little bit. Are you able to get on a different Wi-Fi network or something? Yeah, I just got on a different one. I'm sorry. Can you all hear That's me? That's okay. You keep going. Oh, yeah. Everybody, everybody's okay. listening. Everybody was loving what you were saying. Everybody get, let the sister know that you support what she's saying, but please go ahead. I'm just trying to say that if you are consistently, if your mouth is constantly um, opposite of what you feel on the inside, then I'm sorry that we're not uplifting. We're not doing anything that's going to produce women of power. If you are constantly saying she the bee, she the hoe, she the slut, and you constantly taking on that persona, I'm sorry, you're going to have a hard days at work because guess what? Sluts, they get after they don't get nothing but money left on the counter. So if you really are going after something in this country, you need people to truly empower you. And it ain't through the song, it's through policy, the implementation of policy, the implementation of reparations. How are you gonna be going for it? And like, and, and here's something else, and I know that I'm gonna pass it on because I know you all got other things to discuss, but while we are talking, well, basically while we're talking about the culture, White men are passing on laws that affects the culture. We're always counterproductive. We're always talking about, oh man, they just passed the law over in Georgia. Black people can't vote. And then all of a sudden, all the black people got to come with button up. But y'all was doing it for the culture. Are you over the culture or are you not? Because if you've over, over the culture, then why aren't you in control of the laws? If you're over the culture, why don't we have bank loans attached to the culture? When you go and get a house, you need a loan, right? Why can't you get an interest loan titled loan for the culture? Why can't you pay taxes on your house? That's for the culture. I'm just saying somebody playing games with us. Somebody is playing games and we just we just sitting there with our legs crossed playing high five in a world, we're creating a world that we won't even be able to live in. And that's my concern. Wow, wow. Well, everybody, I'm talking to Tika Leek and Madam President. We're talking about not just the BET Awards, but whether or not these things that they claim are for the culture are actually benefiting the culture and benefiting the community, making black people better or worse. If you haven't done it yet, please hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button right now. Please do that. Uh, we need your support uh, because these narratives, these stories need to be shared. This information needs to be passed. <clears throat> so uh, uh, T. Khalid, man, um, Madam President said a lot of things, and I heard her use the word reparations. And that is a word that uh, a lot of politicians have not used. Uh, they gave us the Juneteenth holiday, which um, didn't mean a lot to me because I was I was able to celebrate it even before they made it a holiday. But I get it. You know, we got a day off from work, whatever. No hating on the Juneteenth holiday. But a lot of people feel like it's a lot of symbolism and also right up your alley. So I want you to uh, t keep that word reparations in your head, because I'd like to ask you that basic question, actually, before I even move to the next point. But I want to ask you this question. Uh, you know, do you think that there would be a time where the BET Awards would use their power to push a reparations agenda, even if it wasn't in alignment with the Democratic Party? No, never. And the reason why I say that is because it's not owned by us. Um, I think if someone did push it, they will fire whoever's in charge who did it. Because uh, what we have to understand is in this system we live in, they don't want black people to be economically in, independent or or independent of the thinking. This is exactly why BET was brought out. And the reason why the reparations conversation doesn't come up, because that inspires economic empowerment. And when you are economically empowered, you are independent of the system. You're not dependent. So when it comes time to vote and you're independent of the system and you're living good, then you're going to be like, OK, if I'm going to give you my vote, what are you going to give me that you become empowered in that way? So to strip that away 
you must take away that economic component. You must leave black people in destitution. You must leave them in a state where they're always needy, where they're always begging, because then you come as their savior. You must give them jobs. So when you give them jobs, you can control them. I mean, just think of all of all of our athletes and in, in entertainers. We got too many that we can give examples. When they act too black, what happens? They get the axe. They have to get on their knees and apologize. It's so pathetic because you talk all that black power stuff, <laughs> but then when a white man says apologize, you apologize, but then continue to try to talk that black power stuff in the confines of what your white boss allows you. So it makes it fake. But that just shows an example of how they don't want black people to be economically independent and mentally independent. So, yeah, um, no, I don't think the conversation of reparations is going to ever come up unless black people as a whole start talking about it. And then we hold our black leaders, the CBC, you're not getting another vote unless you say reparations or we don't care if a white man's in your, in, your, in your position because you're not doing nothing. Until we get like that, that conversation is never going to come up. Mm. Well, you know, uh, Madam President, one of the things I was thinking about is, uh, you know, we, 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 we talk about uh, Black-owned businesses and, and, uh, and, and, and a lot of these networks, you know, when I watch the BT Awards, it seems to me that there are people that benefit from Black-owned trauma, uh, Black-owned uh, problems. But uh, I don't see a lot of black owned solutions. Right. Uh, and so so what I what I see a lot of times is when you get into that victim mindset and there are people that put that push that narrative that you are a victim, that that's it, that you're a victim, a victim, a victim. The best thing you can ever do as a victim is to not be a victim anymore. You will never be a victor. You'll never be successful. You never you'll never have real power because your goal is to simply fend off all the victimization. Uh, I, I then will see you see the oppressor kind of kind of swooping in as the savior, as the solution, right? Corporate America is the solution. The government is the solution. The Democrats are the solution. Whatever agenda they have, that's the solution. Um, what, where do we find Black-owned solutions? You know, when you talk about education, what's the solution that came from the Black community that's being heavily promoted? Where, when it comes to business, where, where's the, the Black-owned solution, the poweronomics-based solution where we create our own jobs? When it comes to family, what's, what's the Black-owned solution? That doesn't involve government, doesn't require corporate America, but but it's pushed by us for us. Uh, is that is that out there anywhere? And uh, it, you know, why don't we see that as much in mainstream media? Well, one of the things about mainstream media is I'm not mainstream media is not here to cure you. It's here to you know keep you sick as long as you can stay sick. You know, um, it's not there to cure you. I believe like you, you and T both. Um, just said that if we came with the absolute solution, then they don't have, then we don't have to go through, just imagine if you're sending your child to college to be a doctor and they don't have to go through all these different loopholes, all these different things that white supremacy created for them to be that thing. And it's like, oh snap, this is our doctor and our community that then we have to worry about, um, Pills that don't work. We don't have to worry about things that um, is counterproductive to our insides, our beings. We can trust this doctor. We pay for preachers to have a lot of things in our community. You go and pay tithes and offering. But why don't we pay for um, doctors to become doctors? Why don't we pay for students to become dentists and, and sign a contract with them to come back to the community and work for 10 years and then do the same thing over and over again. That's how you build society. Also, too, we put all our money together for Jordans. I'm not saying that you can get a piece of property as the same cost as a pair of gym shoes. But what I'm saying is we put our money together for a lot of people. We put a lot of money together to get Barack Obama in office. Why can't we put our money together to build a community of maybe 20 homes, you know, um, mothers and children and fathers, right? And then we do it again. I just believe systemically there is a way, but there's just one big old mindset that's going to have to make a shift in our community. Black people's idea of success is since we've been enslaved, our only idea of what it means to live nice is through looking at Mass's house. 
right? So if you're constantly looking at Massa's house from an enslaved standpoint, that's the only idea that you have of what success is. We have to retrain our mindset of what success is, what it looks like, what it feels like. And it feels a lot like a safe community. It feels a lot like family, wholeness, joy, longevity, gardens, not crack, and Molly and stuff like that, it feels a lot different than what's being displayed and portrayed here. Sorry, I'm, I, I muted myself because I wanted to hear the guests. Everybody, I'm speaking with Madam President, uh, who is uh, a, a respected spoken word artist. And she's also an entrepreneur who runs a company called The Freedom Company. And uh, in addition to that, she has worked in the entertainment industry extensively with Tyler Perry Studios uh, and Avery DuVernay's uh, offices, as well as uh, Lee Daniels. Right. Is that did I get that right? Yep, I have. And many, um, many more. Tyler Perry Studios. I've worked on shows at the Oprah Winfrey Network. I worked on shows. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. I've got a lot of different, you know, TV and film. I'm here in Atlanta. It's a TV and film mecca. I'm, 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 I know all about what's happening from just a lot of different perspectives. Mm, okay. And uh, also T. Kalik. T. Kalik is on Facebook. And, uh, and actually, if you guys look down, you can actually see where you can follow them. And I encourage you to follow them, reach out to them, connect with them, uh, because intelligent black people all over the world have to start talking so that we can make sure that we control the culture. The culture is ours. Uh, BET does not control the culture. White people should not be telling you what your culture is, just like they wouldn't want us telling them what their culture is. They won't let us go tell the Jewish community what their culture is. We can't tell Asian people what their culture is going to be. They wouldn't allow us to do that. So don't let them do that to you. Hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. Now I'm going to lay out a model. I'm going to start with you, Madam President, and then T, I'd like to get your take on this. Um, I was I was thinking about I wanted to ask everybody a question that would challenge your critical thinking skill a little bit. And uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to focus on that term for the culture. You know, when you hear that a lot during the BET Awards for the culture, for the culture, for the culture. What does that mean? What are we saying? Who's controlling all this? What does this look like? So when I thought about a culture, just certain aspects, specific elements of a culture that you might need to be successful. Right. To achieve black excellence, to move forward, to have a better community, safer children, happier families, all this stuff. I came up with an acronym, FAME, the, the word FAME. And FAME stands for uh, aspects that I think a good culture might have, which might be good families. F is for family. A is for accountability, uh, meaning uh, people that are accountable, that are responsible, that make um, sound decisions, right, and are held accountable in those decisions. M is masculinity. Uh, you need, you know, don't get me wrong, there's no disrespect to people who are not in that masculine space. But I think that you need your men. You need some of your men that are going to defend and support the community. Like Maj Ture talks about black guns matter. Well, black guns do matter because when they roll up on you, they try to do another Tulsa, Oklahoma. You'll be ready for that. Right. Uh, and then the last piece is education. E. Uh, societies or studies show that the cultures that value education the most succeed. The cultures where they insist their children are making straight A's and doing well in school. Those cultures do better than the ones that don't. Now, uh, with that said, uh, I want to ask everybody in the audience this question. Then I'm going to ask each of our guests to make comments based on what we see. Give me a yes or no. So if you're watching the BET Awards or you're listening to music on the radio, do you feel that it is uh, pro-family or anti-family? You know, are you going to have stronger families come out of this music, you know, or, or worse families, right? Uh, strong, you know, and, 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 you know when, you have, when you have music that tells women, it tells men to go have sex with anything that moves. Uh, tells women to uh, sell their vagina for a Scooby snack and a, and a pack of a bag of potato chips. Right. Uh, is that pro family or anti family? Right. That's teaching little girls to be hoes at the age of six, teaching little boys to be thugs and to go run through women and whatever. Is that pro or anti family? Second, let's go to the A accountability. Uh, when you watch BT Awards or you hear some of the music on the radio, is that pro accountability for black men and black women where you're accountable, responsible with your decisions, you're thinking long term and strategically or instant gratification where there's no accountability, where you make one silly mistake after another. You live in for today. You're not thinking about tomorrow. Which which does the music promote? Is it pro accountability or anti? Uh, let's go to the M masculinity. When you see um, images, you know, when you see uh, rappers showing up. Uh, showing up to the to the award show and they're wearing uh, things like this, right? Is that pro uh, masculinity or anti? What, what do you think? Uh, do you think black men are rewarded for being masculine or for not being masculine, being as unmasculine as possible, being safe, right? The last piece, education. E. 
So when the Migos are rapping, uh, when you're hearing the Migos rap and they're mumbling through a song, I think they said it takes them 45 minutes to write a song. Um, do you think that is pro-education? Like, are we glorifying uh, intelligence and education or are we glorifying ignorance, making kids think that, you know, that that being 30 years old where you sound like you can barely spell your mama's name is the way to be successful? Do you think that we're building a strong community with this culture? It's always for the culture. Well, what culture are they building and who's building the culture? So I've said a lot. I'm going to stop talking now. Madam President, what say you? Um, Dr. Boyce, in, in short, the answer is no. There is no family accountability, masculinity, or education coming from this. And I um, just to add on to that, I just want to say that if we're not cognizant of this, then where will we be? The people that won't take themselves serious, where are you going to go after you've agreed to everything? I look at the women who are front and center, right? No clothes on, objectifying yourself. And although you say you don't want to be an object, but what concerns me is the record label owner, daughters can keep their clothes on and still collect the check. Then I want to be in a different part of it. There's another side to be on and I want to be on the other side. I don't want to be naked for it. And that's the part that we have to talk about as a community of being serious. Okay. All right. So T, uh, what do you think? So fame, family, accountability, masculinity, education, which of those four areas are being um, helped or hurt? Uh, by what we're getting when people say they're doing things for the culture? Uh, no, none of those, because I'm going to be honest with you. I, when when they say for the culture, this is not a culture that black people created. This is a culture forced down on us by white people because they are hiring black people to spew the nonsense that they want to, to spew to our communities. If this was not the case, they will be interviewing into independent black people such as yourself, Madam President or Dr. Claude Anderson, they will be across all black media platforms, but they're, they're not. In fact, people like you are smeared. You're smeared on, on black platforms. There were some platforms I've seen even call you a uh, toxic masculinist who was, who was a hotep. Just ridiculous things that is designed to keep black people from not listening to intelligent black people who are offering a different perspective that may help their situation. And with the family thing, especially, um, that right there, the whole gender war in, in the black community is it's just sad. I mean, I think I think it hit us the hardest. I mean, I can join any black group and it's just a gender war. And you know, just me just speaking to some of the brothers, I mean, I had, you know, a, a loving black mother and a black father. So it's incredibly hard for me to just take a side in this war and be like, well, black women, it's all on you. As if black men, it's like, you got to say, a child cannot be created just by a woman and she's just sitting under the sun and she gets pregnant. It took a man to get her pregnant. So if we're having dysfunctional families, you can't just blame one side because when you do that, especially as a man, then you you are absolving all accountability on the other side, and they can just be as reckless as they want because you're saying, well, the women should choose better. And especially if we're talking about single mothers, especially because, you know, a lot of black men talk about single mothers and, you know, how they raise their son, blah, blah, blah. Okay, if that's the case, then we need to do something about that. How, how are we going to stop that from happening if black men all understood that if, if quote-unquote single mothers are the problem, what are we going to do to make black men understand, okay, if I have a baby, I need to raise that child so then my child doesn't become the very problem I keep talking about. What, mm. When is that conversation going to happen? What's happening now is just, we should just be distant from each other. Let's just have sex, but then just don't deal with each other. But then when you do that, you are guaranteed to create more single mothers, and then you're going to have this exact same problem over and over again. You want the type of woman you want, then raise the daughter to be the type of woman that you want. Raise your daughters to be the type of woman that you complain about that that you don't want. Like that's that's all I'm saying with this gender war. It's just frustrating because there's no accountability on both sides. And and no one is just really taking a look at the root. It's a family and white people are loving it. They are mm -hmm. loving this dysfunction. I, I notice anytime I see a celebrity talk about toxic mass, millennial, or something like that. I see a bunch of white people cheering it on because they know the reason for dysfunction. So this is something that black people must tackle. 
Well, you know, it's really funny, man, when you talk about that. Um, it is To me, the funniest thing in the world to watch is when a rapper who has spent his whole career bashing women and talking crazy about black women has a daughter. And then next thing you know, he's like, you know, checking his daughter's hymen because he's so scared to death that, you know, that, and you know, y'all know who I'm talking about. I ain't, I ain't hating on him. He's a great rapper, but you know, I mean, poor T.I., you know, you, you I, I know your lyrics, man. And, and you ain't, you ain't been too kind to other people's daughters, but then suddenly it's like, I check my daughter's hymen because I don't want a, a young version of me to get a hold of my daughter. Right. And and then you have, uh, you know, you have the women. Maybe if you have a woman that hates black men and, and blames black men for everything. But then she's raising a son, you know, and her son goes out into this world that hates black men. And you've contributed to that climate. And I so I agree. I think it's hilarious that men and women, that there are people out there that really act like you make that babies are made by one gender and not the other. You know, uh, when, when guys will say, you know, uh, single mothers are, are this and that and the other, and, and you need to hold them accountable and all that. But they'll say nothing about holding men accountable for making babies and not taking care of them. But they'll talk all day about the mother. And I find that so strange that you can't you can't do that. Like that doesn't even make any sense. So uh, with that said, uh, everybody hit the thumbs up button, hit the share and subscribe button. Also, don't forget at the all black there is, this is where our agenda is. And you can actually get things like the $5 a day investing plan, totally free. There's a lot of other information, links to Ice Cube's contract of Black America. They did, his team did a great job. So we support that. And lots of other, uh, Nathaniel Jordan, the minister of wellness is on there with, with information as well. So you can manage your health. So uh, feel free to go to the allblackagenda.com. There's lots of resources there. Now I'm gonna let you all get the last word. I'm not even gonna ask a question. Madam President, uh, do, what, if you if you were to walk away from this conversation with kind of a final statement on how we can move forward and make ourselves better and and help our people win, and when I say our people, you know, I'm not just talking. About, I, I can't. I don't even know if I can talk about all black people because I don't know. Some black people will fight to stop this. Some black people will fight harder than white folks to stop us from moving forward. So when I say our people, I'm talking about the ones that want us to grow. What's next? What do we do? How do we how do we start uh, start where we are and do something better? Absolutely, Dr. Watkins. First of all, I'd like to say thank you so much for having me. T, it's always good to be with you. Um, I just want to say, like, as a young Black woman, one of the first things that we need to do is we need to develop our critical thinking skills. Y'all, we cannot be progressive if we cannot think for ourselves. If you have to have somebody to show you how to think and what to think, then you need to self-reflect. You need to realize, hey, I'm not good at this. Most of all, people who are um, people who basically constantly fighting against white supremacy on a daily basis, good to you. You need to armor up in your mind because this stuff doesn't slow down. And most of all, I like to say that as a woman, we have to stop being offended every time somebody says something that we don't like. We need to figure out what parts of it that can be applicable. As far as men, the same thing. Every time somebody says something we don't like, they're horrible, they're this, they're that. No, I don't appreciate how that was said or I don't agree, but I think that this person make a good point in this case. Ain't nobody coming to save you black folks. So you better get used to coming together and saving yourselves. And those of you who are conscious and intellectual, stick together and build with one another, okay? You can get further together than trying to do it with a bunch of people who hate you. There you go. Uh, all right, that's Madam President. Everybody follow Madam President on social media, by the way. Her information's right there on the screen. Uh, thank you, Madam President. So, Tika Leek, what say you? And that was excellent, by the way, Madam President. Uh, mm -hmm. But what I want to say is, Black people, you have to understand, you are very talented. If you weren't so talented and you weren't so special, white people would not be trying to control you, profit off you. Every time you become big, they try to buy your company out and control you. So what we have to do as African-Americans is we have to start following the money. That's what I do. Anytime I see, uh, you know, like a black politician running or just a, just a black person being propped up by the mainstream media, already in my mind, I'm like, OK, who is backing that person? Because I already know they'd never prop up intelligent black people. We, we already know this or black people who are who are for the community. We have to just stop falling for the trick bag trick where they just put a black face out 
you know, they say a bunch of stuff about the police. And then when they get in office, they just completely ignore you. So, you know, all I just want to tell this black people is that we are a very talented, beautiful people. Please, we have to stop letting people use us and abuse us and make mockery of us. Because, like I said, if we actually took ownership, let's say we took ownership of the NFL, the NBA, the music industry, because we are dominant in all of those. Just think about how much money we can have. Just think about how much power we have. Just think about how much political leverage we have because of all the money bringing in. That's all I want black people to think about. All right. All right. Well, I love that. I love that. Uh, everybody in the room, if you could, please give a thank you to our uh, to our panelists. I know a lot of people are really happy to hear from you guys because um, you know, because what you, Madam President and T. Kalik, what y'all are saying is uh, what millions of people are feeling, uh, but they either don't have the voice uh, to say it to a big audience or they maybe don't have the courage yet or, or maybe they don't have the words to express the frustration. Right. Because I don't know about y'all. Give me a yes or no in the chat. If you feel like sometimes you, it's an uphill battle, like you're running against the wind, you're swimming upstream, you're going again. You know, you're not the cool person in the room. You're the wet blanket because you're not going along with the crowd. But you feel like something's wrong. You feel like this is not this is not healthy. You know, I feel so sorry for the 19 year olds who grow up listening to rappers tell them to get hooked on drugs because you can't come back from some of that. There's people that mess with that stuff when they're 19 and their brain ain't right. They get to about 30 years old. They can't do nothing right. Or you make mistakes that you can't take back. There are people, their brothers and sisters in prison right now who made decisions based on the culture that put them in prison for the next 80 years. They can't take that back. They're going to be in prison in the year 2050, right? So what I'm saying to you guys is that this is important. This is essential and critical. And I know that some people don't want to hear it. Uh, I know that it's not as much fun as, as, you know, as, as sitting around dancing to genocide to a beat. But really, at the end of the day, if, if you don't fix this, this is going to ruin you. And here's the other thing, too. Uh, some of you may think it doesn't affect you because your kids are not influenced by the music and by the culture. But remember that your child can be murdered by a child who was influenced by the culture, who was in a household that was broken, who did grow up in the middle of chaos and trauma and think that picking up a gun and killing a black person is OK. Uh, I know a kid like that down in Philadelphia, DJ. Shout out to DJ. I can't remember his last name. Died last week. A uh, Good kid. Solid, solid dude. Twenty eight years old. A twenty-year-old thug got jealous of him for for whatever reason because he he liked because his girlfriend liked a picture on Instagram. Walked up to him in the store, pop, 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 shot him three times, shot a fifty-three-year-old woman in the chest. She's in critical condition. DJ is dead. He ain't coming back. So what I'm saying to you guys is that this is real. Uh, you know, my my measuring my simple measuring stick, and I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna be done, is that I, my question to white folks is this: everything you promote to us. Would you let us promote that to you? Everything you allow artists to say about us, would you let us have the artist say the same thing about you? You every artist calling us the N-word and every other track, would you allow us, Mr. Jewish man? Can we use it whatever derogatory term that is used towards you? I'm not even gonna say it on the air because I don't want to be disrespectful right now, but y'all get the point. Can we say that about you on music and promote that to the world? You have artists, you pay artists to promote. Uh, homicide in our community? Can we pay artists to promote homicide in your community? Will you allow that? I think the answer would be no. So uh, I need y'all black folks to start thinking. I need the critical thinkers in the room. I need the intelligent black people. Stand up. You got to start being gangster with it. Stop letting these people walk all over you. Stop make, letting them make you think you got to go along to get along to hell with all that nonsense. We're going to stand up. We're going to fight. And I don't give a damn who knows it. So that's all I got to say. Thank you to our guests, Madam President, and T. Kalik, everybody, please give them a digital thank you and a digital round of applause. And I appreciate y'all coming through. Uh, I really uh, respect both of you immensely. And everybody, please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button on your way out the door. And uh, we will see you guys soon. So take care. Bye-bye. Peace. Peace.